Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening. It is here that all are invited to this happy place where the young and young at heart can explore, laugh, and listen together. Get ready as the magic awaits you like never before. Welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. We have no idea what threats are out there. We can't do this alone. We need you. I'm not what you think I am. What's going on, Happiest Podcast fans? Um, just checking in with you. So we wanted to do this uh, Captain Marvel review. A couple of us went to see it opening weekend, so we thought we'd talk to you. Mitch was the only one that did not go see it, seeing he is not an Avengers fan. Hmm. What a loser. Um, so anyways, yeah, we just wanted to catch up. We'll have some, a little bit of a spoiler alert on this one. Um, we'll just kind of talk about it, you know. Was it good? Was it bad? Uh, were you excited about it? Uh, does it bring excitement for the whole Avengers Endgame coming out later this year? How do you think they're going to tie it in, all that stuff? So um, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. I love the movies, uh, but I will let Corey, AJ, Hunter, if you guys want to take it away, what did you think about the movie? I'll start, I'll start it off. I'll start it off. <laughs> Sounds like Hunter's all right. all right. Yeah, we're good. You saw it uh, first, man. You did see it first. I did see it first. I saw it at 7 p.m. opening night. I was the first person to experience everything that happened. Kevin. Well, what East were you Coast wearing? Did. did you have an Avengers shirt on? No, I didn't wear Avengers shirts. It's just weird, man. It was a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Storm I, wore my, helmet on. I would have worn my Stormtrooper helmet. That's what I'm going to do when I go see Star Wars. But that's, oh that's the point. It might be a little dark in there. <laughs> a little bit. But in terms of Captain Marvel, so... The first like 30 minutes of the movie I thought was pretty intense and it really pulled me in. Um, it gave me a lot of like Rogue One vibes, like with the hit squad, all that kind of stuff. It was, I thought it was going a different direction than most like superhero movies. It was a little more gritty. I kind of liked that. And then kind of as it went on, it kind of fell into different deals, a bunch of fake outs here and there, and it didn't really uphold it. So I was kind of confused by the style of the movie overall I thought it was all right but I thought they missed on a lot of what this could have been I think they had a lot of potential and I expected a lot more from it is what my overall take was what do you mean by fake outs do you mean like what you thought like, like what you expected scrolls, to happen like who are the scrolls good are they bad why are they even fighting and they're like the scrolls are bad and then they're actually good but it's just so you said a, it wasn't necessarily a, had a rogue one feel. Is that just because Ben Mendelssohn's in the movie? That was part of it. And I was like, he's the villain. This is awesome. But no, like when they're, um, when they're flying into the planet in like one of those very first scenes and she's got like her, her Kree squad with her and then they've got the sniper out back and all that. It was intense. It like, had was good scene. I really liked it. And I kind of expected the movie to follow that kind of theme. And it really didn't. So I was kind of like, I got built up a lot and then I kind of was waiting for it to happen again and it never really did. Um, in terms of Ben Mendelsohn, I was, I was, I had no clue he was in the movie. I should have researched that, but I as soon as I saw him, I won't be truthful. I didn't either. As soon as I saw him, I mean, it's obvious. Oh, he's the villain. Yeah. yeah. And they, I mean, it was a pretty cool switch with um, Ben Mendelsohn and uh, Jude Law, kind of the stereotypical good guy, the stereotypical bad guy, kind of switching places. I thought that was kind mm-hmm. of that was one thing. That was one thing I really enjoyed too was the fact that they switched that because they are your typical Ben Mendelsohn is your typical villain, and 
any film, you know, uh, Rogue One, Dark Knight Rises. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. So, like, he, he plays a, a perfect bad guy, I guess. He had, he's so good. He's so yeah, good. He's, he had a string of it, and he was hitting on everyone. You kind of just expected him to continue on. One thing that kind of irked me a little bit about Ben Mendelsohn is that he shifted into Nick Fury's boss, who I assume Nick Fury worked with for a while before that. Mm-hmm. But he used, whenever he changed back into a scroll, he had this exact same voice as his boss when he was shifted into his boss. So I don't know if he naturally um, has the exact same voice as his, I mean, his voice is so iconic and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't make sense for him to change it, but it kind of, no, that, that, that is true. Cause kind of threw me off. Cause it's just like this, this, uh, this guy has the same voice as this random dude on earth kind of didn't really add up. Nick, hmm. it was a little thing that irked me as I was watching mm-hmm. that I caught on to. Yeah. Corey, what are your thoughts? So, I mean, past year, just kind of knowing this movie was coming, I wasn't that excited because, I mean, we're so far into this Marvel Universe now to sit there and backtrack. I was kind of disappointed with just the whole announcement of it. Like, why couldn't we have just done this back then? Uh, and then even seeing the trailers over the last few months, I've not been excited for this movie at all. What, sorry, I wasn't excited for this movie at all. The trailer just, it wasn't enough. And I know we had kind of talked about the graphics and some of the acting and things like that. Um, but after seeing this movie... Honestly, I don't think you could have made an actual trailer that would have gave this movie justice because you would have given too much of the story away. And then kind of even with Brie Larson's acting and stuff like that that we saw from the trailer, we didn't really know anything about her and, and any of that stuff. And then all of a sudden after kind of watching this movie again, I got to say at the end of the day, I I loved this movie. And I didn't go too far deep like into a lot of the comics and stuff because I know how Marvel sometimes like at least in this universe kind of they like to kind of keep it simple and then kind of tell their own kind of stories and stuff and kind of not have a lot of, I don't know. They, they kind of like to change things up a bit. So I kind of went in right. just kind of watching this as an original story. And, you know, Hunter, like you said, in the beginning, like the beginning, it did have that rogue one feel it, you know, it kept it, you know, that on the, on the planet and the sniper and all that kind of stuff. It was a really, really cool scene that was kind of freaking you out. Like, are these, what's happening here? What's happening here with the shapeshifters and stuff. Um, and then just kind of getting to know Brie in that great scene where she's like getting ready to square off against all of them within the ship. And then she's like screaming back at the, at the scroll and they're having a little uh, scream <laughs> off there. Right. Uh, it, was awesome. it was just like, okay, so, so she's like, so she's witty, you know, she's, she's funny. And I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, like I said, I, I love this movie. It kept me invested throughout the entire thing. Um, a couple heartfelt moments with the reunion with her best friend back on earth. And then, I love the switch. Like I said, I didn't know much about the Kree and the scrolls kind of going into this, but uh, I was definitely shocked when they were like, Oh, so the scrolls are the good guys going in here. And now we got to you know, kind of play this back up. And even all the way through the end, I thought just uh, the jokes were a little subtle at first, but again, maybe going back and watching it a second time. I feel like now that we kind of know who she is as this character, who, where, where this kind of storyline is going. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I, I really like this movie a lot. Cool. AJ, what about you, man? Kind of to piggyback off of what Corey said real quick about, like, now knowing who she is as a character and stuff. At the beginning, I really didn't like it. Like, the writing just seemed super cheesy, and I get it. You have to let the viewers know, like, what they're expecting in the backstory and such, but it just seemed very rushed. And her delivery seemed so dry and so paused and such, and I really didn't like it at first. But, like, as you got to know the Captain Marvel character and such, and, like, Brie as an actress, I was able to appreciate it more. So I would like to watch it again, because by the end, I loved the movie. Like, she's so witty, and 
honestly super overdue for a true female superhero movie super overdue i thought it was going to be black widow like having her own standalone movie but it's fine True. <laughs> but like there were so many plot twists and goose mm-hmm. the cat i was literally screaming in my seat i was <laughs> screaming and like jared you kind of alluded earlier that you didn't like him yep no, we'll I want to we'll have a conversation on Goose. No. Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have a little I mini topic a on, combo Goose. on Goose. Even though he doesn't deserve his own combo because I don't like him at all. But. Excuse <laughs> me? He was the best plot twist. Okay, I'm well, not the best, guy, but like, it was insane. But anyways, yes. So by the end of the movie, I loved it. And like, yes, there were some things that I wish were different. Like, I wish it wasn't so rushed at the beginning. Most of the CGI I thought was really good. There wasn't a time where I was taken aback by it, which I know is like a concern going into the movie. Like, yeah thank you <laughs> hunter we'll get into it okay because like, I, I was watching for it and honestly like i never saw anything where i was like oh that was distracting but like having a young fury and a young colson my heart was just melting i love them so much those were <laughs> but, those were good i like those were i like that awesome and like i loved agents of shield so like colson has been like a huge part of like my personal marvel universe so seeing him like younger and obviously still alive was phenomenal mm-hmm. I think I think that technique. I don't mean to cut you off, out, but Go I think it. that technique that they've kind of developed. It started in like Hunger Games with um, not Kiefer Sutherland, but um, his dad. After he died, before they were finished making the movie, they did the whole CGI deal on his face, and then they went into Rogue One with uh, Princess Leia, and they've kind of they've. I think they've mastered. I think that was something that they actually did really well CGI wise. Yeah, it was really good, and also the Stan Lee tribute at the beginning, my theater was clapping and I heard people sniffling around me and it was beautiful. And I think that was just oh like, that needs to be the new montage for every single Marvel movie. I'll tell you who was beautiful is Brie Larson was just a stone cold fox. Oh my God. You're going to go for <laughs> the death agree. of Stan Lee to that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we all agree that she is just a fox. Agreed. <laughs> well, the two the two guys did not say anything in AJ said. No, I she was yeah, yes, agreed. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I I do think she did a good job. So if you've listened to all of our uh, podcast episodes so far, uh, the very first one we kind of talked about a lot of movies coming out in 2019, what we thought about them, and this was one of them. And it we did we had some doubt going in, and again that the CGI was kind of like the main thing for me, the graphics and. You're right. I, I do think they did a pretty good job, minus Goose. Um, uh, but overall, I, th- yeah, I think it, it, w- it went very well. I think the overall storyline, I do think it almost helps that I don't know the comics very well because it sounds like there's so many, so many twists and turns that, um, that they're doing right now that if I was a fan of the comics, it sounds like a lot of them are kind of like disappointed and not happy about it. Um, Agreed. I feel like it's right. the same thing with like everyone who read like the Harry Potter books and stuff. Yeah, that true. Came out. Yeah. It's like if you didn't get exposed to it that early, you can just enjoy it. You don't have to yeah. go in with all these expectations every time. It's kind of yeah, distracting. Right. So, uh, but yeah, it's cool. And then, you know, I was kind of reading up on a little bit of it and you're, you're kind of hearing these new um, little tidbits and, and hidden gems that they put in the movie now that again, that's going to add up into Endgame and, and other movies. So uh, we'll see how it goes. So, uh, I guess, do you guys have anything that you saw in the movie that you we were just like, oh my gosh, that's cool, like, that they, like, put that in there, that, um, just, like, a little, like, hidden gem, I guess, that... I thought, I thought Stan Lee's cameo in this one was kind of a little more special than it was, was in other awesome. ones, because he got, he got, like, kind of a direct acknowledgement from Brie yeah. Larson, kind of like a little smirk and a smile back, and they went, I mean, they didn't do it to where it's distracting, but they gave it a little extra, just because of 
obviously how special it is this time Do you think it was filmed beforehand, though? Because I know he has another cameo coming up that's already been filmed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. For sure. I'll bet you. Yeah. Yeah, all this. I mean, I actually, I was working on the Sony lot uh, last year for a TV show, and it was really cool because, you know, the scrolls were kind of walking around on set. Bree was walking around on set and stuff like this. So they, they were shooting this way before, obviously, before he died and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, back to real quick with that CGI and stuff like that. And I, I say this every time because even before I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, this kind of looks stupid. But, um when it, I mean, when it comes to space, when it comes to stuff that we have no idea what it looks like on other planets or what it would look like outside of this earth, you know, I, I kind of, I guess sometimes we're quick to judge, but then when, once you're up there and you're kind of immersed like in this new universe and all, you're kind of like, you know what, I mean, who am I to say it doesn't look like that in space? Who am I to say it doesn't look like that in other planets or other beings and stuff like that? So, and I think they did a good job once we were kind of in the story and it was flowing and whatnot that it all kind of worked and I had problems with how the scrolls looked and I even kind of joked they looked like Dragon Ball Z characters and stuff, but I kind of <laughs> forgot, I kind of forgot all about that once we were in there and I uh, just had fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I That's actually cool. had more fun with it than I did with Ant-Man. I'll be honest. I, I liked it better than, I mean, I love Paul Rudd and I love Paul Rudd's humor, but as far as like a story and the action and just kind of like a Marvel movie, yeah. I really enjoyed this one. I did. I enjoyed her. Uh, she had like that sarcasm and humor that it, I don't think it was over the top by any means. I think it was like a perfect amount. She played it very go. well. Um, yeah, I agree. And then, uh, so I did read that this was kind of cool, but the blockbuster or whatever at the beginning that crashed or like she mm-hmm. crashed into, it awesome. is actually the last blockbuster oh, really? in the United States. It's like in Oregon, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought and that was just, pretty cool. So they actually they just trashed it, man. They just they just had <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of blockbuster, as you can see. The um, best way to show the time. And uh, then who was all right? So her friend Rambo or whatever her name is, I guess whatever her name is. Her daughter is apparently a superhero of some sort. Is this true? Are you serious? Yeah, she's either a superhero or a super villain. I think they could take it two ways because so this is where I was going to kind of say, like, if we went deeper into the kind of uh, the way this works, uh, one big plot storyline, which a lot of diehard comic and Marvel fans are, is the the scroll, the secret invasion. And people are thinking now because they've painted the scrolls out to be good, that this kind of messes things up with the secret invasion and this huge, like, big storyline, which... I don't think they would have introduced the scrolls if they're not going to go that direction. So there's got to be probably some kind of plot twist down the line going into phase four after we're all said and done after Thanos. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll stay tuned for that. And apparently it would be uh, Talos's daughter that will be probably the one that kind of leads that whole thing and possibly uh, make everybody who's a little upset right now really happy, like I said, going into phase four. So Monica would be a superhero or a supervillain? Oh, I'm sorry. I, not the pilot's daughter. My bad. Um, I was jumping on Talos's daughter. The other one. That could be the thing. So, because the pilot's but, daughter, uh, what was her name? What was Monica. Monica. No, it was Monica. Yeah, so yeah, apparently, sorry. in the comics, she's Photon or something like that. I don't really know. That's awesome. That's who it is, and yeah, so she's going to end up turning into a superhero at some point. So, so maybe both the daughters are just going to have like a. Oh. This is where it's going to happen. Oh, little love connection. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. You know, know what? By then, you know what? they're the throwing 20s. a lot of twists and turns in there. I'm getting into it. Um, so, the soundtrack. What do you guys think of the soundtrack? Uh, when Justin like they were trying to get like Galaxy, that was awesome. 
Say it definitely had like Guardians, the Just a Girl when it started playing during the fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of 90s vibes. Hits. But it was so well placed and so well done. And I don't think they could have picked a better song for that and for this movie. And oh my gosh, like me and the people I went with were like jamming in our seats because it, I was worried it was going to have more of a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. But they did it very tastefully. Like they didn't overplay yeah. very wordy songs, which was nice. Are you, when you walked out of that theater, have you been walking more proud being a female? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Cause that was one thing I was worried about is that they were just doing this movie to have like a token female superhero, but I think it was very well done. And it wasn't like harping on the fact that, Oh, look, she's a girl. Look, we hit our target market. Like, yeah, I really appreciate it. I really liked it. It wasn't, she was never like a damsel in distress, which I love. There was no one that came in and saved her. Does that make sense? Cause I was really worried that at the end of it all, uh, what was her, the guy that saved her on earth originally that ended up being the bad guy. I was really worried that he would turn out to like save the day and kind of take over the movie. Cause I don't know anything about the yeah. comics or Captain Marvel before this. Yeah. And, and what a great scene. I mean, even at the end there when she's kind of like doing all of her flashbacks of how she got up every single time, she never stayed down. Mm, that was uh, cool. That was really cool. And even the music, you know, going back to the, that kind of soundtrack of the score and all, which is, mm-hmm. that was a really cool moment. I know a lot of people were kind of looking for that wonder woman, uh, you know, trench kind of scene. That was such like a awesome moment in that film. I think if we go back and watch that scene a couple more times where then she just like, you know, takes off the chip on the back of her neck and really harnesses her powers and whatnot. Yeah. That was, that was a really cool moment in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all like subtle and not super cheesy. Like there's one part where after they extracted her memories and the guy's like, you know, it's called why it's called a cockpit. Right. And she shoots the TV. Screen. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> that was the oh, yeah. movie for me. But like, oh, yeah. I was so worried that this was just going to be a cheesy token female trying to hit our target market type thing and i think they did a really good job not making it that making it very genuine who Mm -hmm. wins in a fight captain marvel or wonder woman captain marvel captain marvel did you see her fly through that ship yeah (laughs) first off how do you defeat anything with that yeah that's that got a little that part was probably a little cheesy to me that she was able to take down a whole mothership yeah. flying through it. Like, yeah. come on. They're, they're getting, I mean, like with Thanos as a villain being so as powerful as he is and now Captain Marvel being as powerful as she is, I feel like there's a peak where you can only go so high before. Like, how do you move yeah. on from that? And who's going to be the next villain that's stronger than what they are now? Yeah, because someone's going to have to take out captain marvel who's right. stronger than captain marvel but then there'll be a villain and it's just going to be one upping here to there and there, it's going to run out yeah pretty mm-hmm. soon i feel like yeah should we um, talk should we uh talk right. post cred post cred uh oh yeah let's talk post cred yes go ahead Corey. <laughs> so really exciting we we come in to uh you know captain america and, and company and, and the beeper uh, that we saw Fury have at the end of Infinity War going off. Obviously, now we know, calling for Captain Marvel. And, you know, the signal going out and everybody kind of saying, well, you know, get it back on. I want to know what happens, you know, as soon as we get some kind of signal from it. Black Widow turns around. There she is. Where's Fury? Chills, chills, chills. Hunter, I know Blew you're it. not happy about this. What's Blew going it. on? Tell me. Tell me. It was all set up. It was, it was real nice for like the first act of Endgame to have her swoop in. I would have much rather, say, have Captain Marvel 
on the Kree planet fighting against the Kree. And then she has a little notification or her buzzer goes off and then she soars off into space towards Earth, cut to black, and that's it. Ooh. You know, but okay. the having, having them just... Yeah, like this, this was... All you saw was like the kill count going on and like around the world and that's about it. That but, was terrible. Like, there was no hype. That's no hype. That was the moment. I mean, that's like Thor's moment of like, who the hell are you guys? And uh, yeah. Spider-Man is like, we're the Avengers, man. All that kind of stuff. It's like, that's the only two. What does Iron Man say? I, I don't know what Iron Man said there. Go for it. Give me one impression of Iron Man. I, I don't do Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Wait, I did two good ones. Why you got to put me on the spot like that? Ant Man? Well, hey guys, uh, it's me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are you, Goofy? When he's at the gate, I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> I think having having um Captain Marvel just show up like that anticlimactic, like and just mm-hmm. be there. I just thought they wasted it. They could have built it up and had that as a major moment in Endgame. And see, yeah. I think for the average viewer though, that was a good way to go because you're showing all of these like very recognizable, like Captain America, Black Widow, all that. You're showing their faces and getting it hyped for Endgame. Right. And showing the kill count, you're kind of re, it's reinstating like the stakes. Like, yes, remember all these people died. Like, this isn't supposed to be a funny movie anymore. Let's get serious again. So, like, yes, I think her just kind of showing up behind Black Widow was a little anticlimactic, but I think the beginning part of that was absolutely necessary for the average viewer to be like, remember, half the world yeah. is dead now and we need to get back to business. It was basically like a direct promo for Endgame yeah. for everyone oh, to yeah, go. Without a doubt. Shoot, now I need to go seamlessly watch Endgame, and then I have the seamless connection between Captain Marvel and Endgame. But that scene might very well just be an Endgame. I think it was like an Ant-Man. They showed Bucky getting his metal arm or something, and that was actually just a scene in Infinity War or one of those. It was just, it was a scene. Civil War? Yeah, Civil War. It was a direct scene in the next movie. They just kind of pulled it from that and dropped it in as a teaser. What about the whole Tesseract scene? of like the <laughs> the very end with the with the cgi well, flirking well well i think that was still that was still back in 1995 so i mean so that nothing cool terrible. about that well, did that have any sort of significance pointless you could you could have left you basically left. all of goose could have just been gone no goose was hysterical and i just need like a 10 minute short before endgame of just goose and just yeah. Just like I, want, I want the goose origin. Back. I want the goose origin story. Yeah, like how did he get to Phoenix? Like oh. I want to know. <laughs> want to know? Nobody needs to know about goose. I need there to was, know. There was a pretty funny picture that came out today with Thanos, and he's got like three, you know, the three lines down his face right here. Uh, <laughs> I know people people are thinking that you know goose might have a part in uh, scratching up old Thanos' face back in the day. See, what if he just eats Thanos and then? barfs back up the like the gauntlet i would be okay with that ending. Ooh, i would, would be you imagine okay with that and 10 years for that moment captain marvel doesn't do anything <laughs> just holds up hold right so i i, I would have to imagine i know this is going to kind of go into end game just a little bit but i have to think with tony stark kind of out there in the middle of nowhere in space that it's captain marvel who is probably the one after this whole thing's going down that she's the one who finds Tony and Nebula out there and gets them back into this whole thing. Do they fall she's in really love? the only one with that capability, so it's really the only one that makes exactly, sense. Exactly, exactly. Tony and Nebula are out there, and I feel like after she kind of links up with them, you know, on Earth, where's Fury and all that kind of stuff, she has to be the one that she has to find Tony out there. I don't know. That's, that's my uh, prediction right there going into Endgame. I'm so excited, guys. So... <laughs> 
So this is all right. So in regards to like the timeline, so obviously mm-hmm. Captain America was first, right? Yeah. And then is this like second? This next. Like, yeah. This is the basically the second one, and then. So how the hell? All right. Technically, all right. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just confused because what do you got? Fury was involved with all this. How come he's so surprised when like stuff goes on later on in like other movies when all right. the, he's they, like, oh, I've never seen this before, dude. What do you mean you haven't seen this before? You've got Goose the damn lame cat that has <laughs> and all these cool weapons. Like, yes, you have seen it. So why were you not? Uh, they've with all these movies they've had coming out, they've basically tied their own hands. Like they couldn't make this movie have like such high stakes that the whole world would remember it because. Avengers with New York City was like the first time Nick Fury was like there are aliens here and because he he originally referred to Thor as why they created the Avengers initiative like he created because of people like him because there's things out there that are more powerful than any of us here but really wouldn't he say that about Captain Marvel now it just doesn't make sense it kind of feels thrown together I know they had I think it was just like an example like an extraterrestrial being okay I think Thor is just an example one one idea i kind of saw that a lot of people had was to have captain marvel just take place on another planet just have high stakes just like on like the kree planet and all that kind of stuff do all that there and then there could be some tie into earth but then that gives you the opportunity to make it a little bit higher stakes without having to have any imprint on earth because i mean a lot of people on earth just kind of saw those aliens and stuff and they're gonna act like it never happened Uh, (laughs) oh i just it's it's tough the way that they're trying to shoehorn it in because it's like right there at the beginning of everything. So yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, does anybody have anything else? I guess about the movie. Jared, uh, I need you to put into words why you hate Goose so much. So yeah, I guess last last but certainly least. <laughs> <laughs> Let's we can talk about Goose if you want, but we only got one minute because he doesn't deserve any other seconds past that. He deserves uh, a whole. Movie. Why? Because Goose is just like really tentacles coming out of his mouth like that's just so cheesy and to take his eye like that was like that scene right there was probably the worst scene of them all where he just scratched his eye out that was terrible <laughs> he goes well that's just a scratch and then tells us back they're like it's like no no, no, no. but then all um, the fake eyes coming in into his office that was hysterical yeah know, maybe if it was a dog or something i would appreciate oh, it come on and i also just loved all the jokes where the scroll were like get that thing away from me that thing's evil and they're all like it's just a cat and then you yeah. realize it's not just a cat like i thought they were all just being over dramatic yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that hit more with the people who had like no idea i had an idea that like before seeing it that flirkins and cats are like identical and the the uh, i had no idea there's <laughs> like new of the flirkins as a species and i knew that was coming but for someone who had no clue it was just like a like um, for my wife maddie saw it she just it was a jaw drop moment she was like Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did she happened? like the flurkin cat? Ah, I think I think no. she kind of did like it. Oh that's, my that's what I'm gosh. saying, man. The people who we'll put like, it up, we'll put it up on a poll, Instagram, Twitter. Did do you? it. Yeah, it's our Let's next it. our next Instagram Twitter next question. One. Do I'll, it. I'll post it right now. But do did you like Goose from Captain Marvel? And yep. those of you that said yes, we will unfollow you and block you. Because and if your favorite part, if your favorite character from <laughs> Captain Marvel <laughs> is a cat. It's not just a cat. You have a lot of good characters. <laughs> Who's your favorite Avengers slash Marvel Who made character? The movie? Goose. goose. The cat. Goose. 
So very cool. Well, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, obviously, if you listen, we've spoiled a lot of things for you, but um, it's still really cool. Definitely go see it if you can. Um, and let us know what you think. If you want, go ahead and find us on Instagram, uh, Happiest Podcast on Earth. You can also find us on Twitter at Happiest PC. Uh, also, send us an email if you want. Let us know your questions, comments about the movie. Um, also, any suggestions you want for the show, uh, feel free to ask us. Again, you can email us at happiestpodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, do you guys have anything else? That's it. Good to end go. End game. End game, baby. End game. End oh, games are in. End game's coming up. So, uh, we also have um, our third episode of our podcast coming out, hopefully, very shortly in the next couple of days. So, please stay tuned for that. Um, but as far as AJ, Corey, Hunter, and myself go, Mitch, hope you're doing well. <laughs> but we will catch you all later uh, within the next couple of days. So hope you have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. See ya. Oh, yes.